Transitions are never easy. After being in a society, where majority of people were educated, sometimes overeducated, as a treating doctor it was difficult to keep up with the pace of answering all the questions asked by the patients and the relative and sometimes the extended relatives, whom most of the times may have some medical link associated with them. They are the ones who would have already done research on you and your experience, alongside their problems and the problems which may or may not be existing sometimes. But, like I mentioned before, you would have to be ready with all the answers to questions thrown at you whether, you want it or not. Now, you come to another society, not so far away but the individuals are neither educated nor are bothered about the education. Here you sound to them their medical conditions, which are taken as word of God in the very first instance. On the other hand, some may go around taking one or two more opinions, to listen to mostly one thing either what was told to them was the same, basically they want to listen to the fact once more and prior to accepting it. Which is more easy for a physician to handle? Two patients both with almost similar problems, the difference being, one a couple who were a teacher and accountant by profession. She was 26 weeks pregnant, got a scan done which happened to be three weeks later than when it was recommended to them. They could not get it done on time, because they were short of money, owing to the lockdown effect that had made them tight. The ultrasound revealed the baby to be having deformities of the head and most probably a difficult case to be treated once born or may require multiple surgeries, once the baby is born, which may or may not be fully treatable. The parents immediately kick-started their known search engines, me being one of them. Looking at the reports, yes the baby does have problems and will need interventions too, but we could definitely give the baby a chance, a chance to fight if possible, that is if the parents could afford to go ahead for interventions after the required evaluations are done for the baby. But, then other three people, who were also consulted alongside told them to get it aborted, as there was no point in continuing the pregnancy. One statement was anyway it is a deformed child even before it were born, then what's the use? Well, I tried to tell, arguing a bit, using the ethical and also the emotional component and yet none of it worked. They were both just adamant about the fact that they were middle-class workers and were not in a position to either run around or afford the treatment. And, so the baby was eventually aborted. The second couple, also about the same age, husband a farmer by profession and wife a homemaker, who is about 31 weeks pregnant and they were visiting a hospital for the second time. Their first visit was when she was in her third month of pregnancy and they had come at that time to get a scan done, which was told to them to be alright. Now, since she was going to approach her eighth month, they had decided to, to come and get a checkup done, as they did not have enough financial resources, locked down with economical downfall, and of course, they did not have enough savings either. This ultrasound revealed almost a similar kind of finding, as with the couple mentioned earlier, with the baby inside having anomalies of the head and the spinal cord. Now, when this couple sat in front of me to be explained, even I for a moment was hesitant, as to what to say because this baby was almost about 8 months, and with all the money they had collected, they had come to inquire, if the baby was growing alright. What I told them, was that the baby has multiple anomalies, and they have to be prepared as there might be need for interventions at birth, which may be a surgery or a series of them. The couple did not even discuss anything but asked me a few things, are there any more anomalies other than those listed in the sonography report? Is the baby alive? Can they deliver the baby normally or will the mother need a surgery? I was actually so taken aback with the questions, because what I was expecting was, we don't have any money so can you just take out the baby and give it to us? Honestly speaking, when they got up and said okay we will come back after a month or, if she had some problem. I, 
called them back to re-explain the same, just because I felt they did not understand the gravity of the situation. They again very calmly told me, yes madam we understand, we'll come back for her delivery, as our home is very far of and coming in between would be difficult. And about the baby, we will see once it is born. You may examine like you said, and we will decide then how much we can afford to treat the child after it's born. Anyway you said it's alive for now, so let it live as much as it can. They even went out and discussed with the extended family they had, who also came in to affirm the same and all I could was nod my head. I could neither say or explain anything beyond that, nor did I want to, because they reassured me so much more than what I could. I am not saying, that they were not sad or affected by the news slash information or they were not concerned, but they also understood the very eminent fact that this baby was alive, that they could have done nothing to change what was already there and that they should do whatever they can, within their limits. Real knowledge isn't a list of boring facts. It is what God wants us to know, believe and heed. Knowledge is not always morally and ethically neutral. It's either good or evil. Knowledge is not sourceless, neither is it harmless. The value of life is an economic value used to quantify the benefit of avoiding a fatality. There is no standard concept for the value of a specific human life in economics. However, when looking at risk-slash-reward trade-offs that people make with regards to their health, in our cases, the health or life of their unborn child, knowledge has enabled us to make all the advancements in the science and technological spheres that we have been able to achieve. It has made us far more capable, superior and sophisticated beings on this earth. Knowledge and its application is the primary factor that clearly distinguishes the human race from the animal world. Man has the power to judge situations, decide between what is good from bad and in accordance, make decisions voluntarily. It is important that we make the best use of the gift of knowledge, so that we achieve great feats and heights in every domain of our life. Knowledge is also very important to shape our personality and perfect our behavior in dealings with people. The fact that education is required for knowledge, I was forced to rethink that today. We need to understand ourselves, our strengths and weaknesses. We need to learn the art of living and the value for that life. We must master the techniques of adjusting and accommodating to the changes in our surroundings and situations around our lives. In my opinion, what a well-educated, knowledgeable couple could not be taught in spite of access to all kind of information, was taught so easily by the so-called uneducated couple who were living life as it came instead of binding and building hopes on facts and data. To support whatever moral responsibilities we wish to advocate, we need to start with asking who is a human. The one who is well-educated or the one who is not yet lives one day at a time with whatever they have yet with respect, with love, even for the unborn, the unseen, the tiny little human.